Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the All In Man Cave podcast. Uh, this is Cole Hate coming to you live from my man cave in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, to yours, wherever you may be in the continental United States. First podcast, uh, sports podcast, going over everything in the live news of sports. Today, we're going to focus on NFL news and play a fun game I've created myself called That's Real or That's Lost It. We'll go over that a little bit later. Hot day in Pennsylvania today, about 90 degrees. Hopefully, you guys are all staying cool and staying safe. So, we're going to start off pretty hot with some NFL news based on what's happened throughout the offseason and things that have began to grow in terms of popularity within the last few months. So first, we're going to start off with your favorite and mine. And if you haven't heard about any of this, you must have been living under a rock for the past few months, is Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, has sat out all of volunteer OTAs and minicamp, which he has not done in his 16-year career with Green Bay. If he continues to sit through the season, he will miss out on a whomping. $34.6 $34.6 million in terms of signing bonuses, salary, and also incentives. So Aaron Rodgers has been destroying my football team, the Minnesota Vikings, for my entire fandom since I was six years old. I'm currently 28. He's had a 16-year career, so at least 75% of my life I've watched Aaron Rodgers destroy my football team. And before that, it was Brett Favre who then joined my football team and threw an interception with a minute left to get us kicked out of the Super Bowl. So Aaron Rodgers is getting treated awfully by upper management. They have given him zero respect based on the fact that they feel like they know what's right for the football team and Aaron Rodgers doesn't. However, he is the only constant in that on that team that has kept everybody fluid and consistent. He's taken players from smaller schools, players with less talent, and elevated them so that they have been able to prosper in that offense. So there's been multiple issues that Aaron Rodgers has come into with the upper management, specifically uh, Mike Mark Murphy and Brian Gutenkunst. They said no to having Jordy Nelson come back before he made his exit to Oakland for two years that were injury-ridden. He had a very bad end to his career, but he offered to pay for less than half of what they were paying him the previous year, and they got rid of Jordy Nelson. Jay Kumro, they got rid of him as well. He was one of those third, fourth wide receiver options, sometimes maybe even the practice squad, depending, who Aaron Rodgers trusted and wanted to get brought back, yet upper management said, nope, piss off, get out. So Aaron Rodgers, as much as I hate him personally because he's destroyed every ounce of positivity that came out of my football team, Aaron Rodgers deserves better than what he's getting treated right now by the Green Bay Packers organization. They don't, they don't, trust him to have any say in in any decision being made in terms of rosters. I understand he's only a quarterback, and I know he's not the GM, but Aaron Rodgers' play and what he's done for that franchise since he stepped foot in that building, even in the three years that he sat behind Brett Favre, all of that should allow him to have at least a say 
in what happens roster-wise for the Green Bay Packers. They've gone to two NFC championships the past two years, all based on Aaron Rodgers outperforming anything that anybody expected. He is getting older. He's he's 36 years old. However, his play has proved that he should have some sort of say in what they do moving forward. Some possible trade destinations for Aaron Rodgers. So there's no possible way that with Green Bay not actually having to trade him this offseason, there's no way he goes anywhere in the NFC. So I've pretty much eliminated every NFC team that could possibly want Aaron Rodgers. So there's only three teams that I see personally that he could go to. He could go to the Denver Broncos. He could go to the Las Vegas Raiders. And he could go to the Miami Dolphins. So if he goes to the... Any team that he goes to, whether it be one or all three of those teams collectively, if he goes to that team, they're instantaneously a Super Bowl contender. If he goes to Miami, their defense is solid. They signed Will Fuller in the offseason to help the wide receiver squad, and they also have Miles Gaskin and a few running backs for their their running back room. So they they're they're pretty set. They also have Mike Gesicki at tight end. So they he's going to elevate that offense, and the defense is pretty solid enough to keep them in game. So they're going to be an instant Super Bowl contender. If he goes to Denver, Denver's got one of the best young wide receiver squads. Uh, in the NFL, to be honest with you. Their defense is okay. They made a lot of secondary adjustments in the draft and also in free agency. So going to Denver, once again, will be an instant, instant Super Bowl contender. Also, the Las Vegas Raiders. So John Gruden and Aaron Rodgers as a combo, it seems pretty deadly on paper. John Gruden hasn't really performed up to his 10-year a hundred million dollar contract that he signed with with Las Vegas. However, that would be interesting because then Green Bay could want Derek Carr in a trade. So, if if he goes to either Miami or Denver, the possibility of Green Bay actually wanting any of those quarterbacks via be Denver's Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke or Tua Tonga Vailoa, who has proved that he cannot stay on the field. He's injury-prone, and he cannot throw downfield consistently and accurately. Means that their best option to get a good, decent quarterback in return is Derek Carr. And Derek Carr's in your average 10 to 15 quarterback, 10 to 15th in terms of rankings for quarterbacks in the league right now, similar to your Kirk Cousins or Alex Smith. Alex Smith at the butt end of his career, but so we'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. I don't see him playing for Green Bay unless something serious happens. He's already come out and said that he doesn't want the GM fired, and that has nothing to do with his decision to sit out, but I don't really see another reason why he would sit out. His issue is with upper management. If you guys saw Kenny Maines, Last interview on SportsCenter with with Aaron. He was uh, out in Hawaii, so he said he mentioned every everything under the sun of the reasons why he's he likes being in Green Bay and the upper management GM president and CEO part was not on that list. So we'll keep a a, a close eye on Aaron Rodgers to see what happens. But as a as a Vikings fan for almost. 23 years i'm really hoping he goes to the afc or just doesn't play for green bay anymore that would be my wish all right moving on tim tebow so tim tebow 
played quarterback for multiple teams. You guys remember him. He was a huge media sensation coming out of Florida. He won two national championships there. He recently got signed to try out for the Jacksonville Jaguars, ironically enough, under his old coach, Urban Meyer. So a couple things on Tim Tebow. So he left football to play baseball. He was in the Mets organization, their triple-A, double-A, and single-A. He moved back and forth multiple times. So Tim Tebow played baseball. He had 940 career at-bats playing baseball. He batted 223 with 18 home runs. Why am I telling you this? Those statistics tell you that he didn't play very well. As he won't play very well if he makes the team and plays tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the the part that irks me the most about this is that he's taken a spot from somebody who's busted their balls their entire life to play tight end in the, in the NFL Football League. It, it's it's ridiculous. This media sensation, it's it's a, public, a publicity stunt. It, he's basically stealing a roster spot from somebody who actually should be trying out for this team and actually help. There's no possible way that Tim Tebow playing quarterback very subparly at 47% completion percentage for his career at quarterback is just going to come in the NFL and just play tight end. They're calling him a tight end. There's no way he plays tight end. The only thing I see personally of him doing is they're going to bring him in on first and goal from the one, and he's going to run it in, quarterback draw. Other than that, he's going to be completely useless. There's no possible way that he's blocking linebackers, defensive ends, and there's no possible way he's beating linebackers or safeties on routes. There's no way. He's not fast enough. He ran a 4-8 eight years ago in the 40-yard dash. There's no way he got faster. There's no possible way. Tim Tebow's a joke. He's it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I cannot imagine being seven seven years old as a kid wanting to be tight end, busting my balls my entire life up until college, through college, to get there, and then Tim Tebow all of a sudden gets brought onto this onto this team, and then all of a sudden beats me out. Like who are you? I understand that he was decent in college, but it didn't translate to the pros. And that proves it based on the fact that he had one good, one half good season with the Denver Broncos and was terrible on every other team he played for. Hottest take ever. Tim Tebow's a joke. Moving on. So I saw this a few days ago, and it was very interesting, so I wanted to shed some light on it. So Le'Veon Bell went, took to social media and made a very interesting comment. So, if you guys do not know, Le'Veon Bell played for the Kansas City Chiefs last season. Was basically a second string running back and or came in a few games when Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was hurt. So, he said on social media that he would never play for Andy Reid again and that he would rather retire than play for him. Andy Reid started at Philadelphia and I'm from around that area. So I've seen a lot of Andy Reid, and I've never met an individual fan that has not liked Andy Reid. And the only reason I can think that you wouldn't like him is if you're extremely arrogant and selfish. Because Andy Reid plays everything and schemes everything around the team as a whole. They're they're a pass-first offense. 
and yet he still runs the ball to keep everybody honest. Andy Reid is all about the team. He's he's a, a wonderful coach, a great coach with awesome accolades. He he played with Alex Smith for a while. He made the Kansas City Chiefs relevant for the first time in a while. My best friend is a huge Chiefs fan. They they would always get to the playoffs and they would come up a little bit short, but Andy Reid was always making improvements. So the only reason that Le'Veon Bell would not want to play for him anymore is if he's probably the most arrogant person I can think of. And that's the hottest take of the day. He's basically an untouchable second option running back after making those comments based on the fact that literally everyone that I've ever seen talk about Andy Reid has nothing bad to say about him, nor do I. So everybody who looks at his tweets or anything that he posts on social media, anything that has something negative to say about Andy Reid, I don't see a single team giving him a starting roster spot in the league. He's going to be a second option forever. From now moving forward, at least. He had an opportunity to make all that money when he was like, I won't play, I'll sit out, I won't play, I'll sit out. He missed out on $15 million. Well, guess what? You just basically, with those comments, ended your career as a starting option on any football team at running back. So, Le'Veon, you better figure it out because there's no possible way you're going to get away with making that statement. There's no way. Uh, Last thing I'm going to go over in the news and notes. So there's been a lot of fan issues lately in all sports, mainly basketball. And most recently, the United States-Mexico soccer game in Denver. So everybody just needs to pump the brakes a little bit. All right. So based on everyone being in the pandemic, right, people are going to go absolutely nuts when you let them out of the house. It's like a four-year-old that's been in, been grounded for a month, and then you finally let him outside the house, right? So players are, or fans are going to these basketball games. Yes, I understand you shouldn't be spitting on NBA players. I get that, but like popcorn, come on, man. Like I, I get, I get that there's a line, and I understand that, but people need to pump their brakes and understand why people are doing this. They've been stuck in their houses. They haven't been doing anything. And all of a sudden they get an opportunity to to go out. They get overwhelmed me- mentally. And then they make these stupid decisions. I don't see this continuing. It's not going to be something that's going to continuously happen. But right after the pandemic's over and we're starting to have fans back in the stands. Yes. So you basically, you know, there's always one bad fan at every game you've been to. If you've been to a baseball game, if you've been to a football game, I've been to a few. There's that one guy that's ridiculous. And that was when everyone was allowed to go. Everybody's pent up. So all of this stuff is happening at the same time. It's just sped up and closer together. And not in spurts, but all at one time. I know people shouldn't be dumping popcorn on NBA players. I understand we shouldn't be spitting at NBA players. And I know that we shouldn't be throwing bottles at people at a soccer match. But it's because everything is so... New, it feels like it's new to people because we've been stuck and pent up in our houses forever. So give it, give it some time. Everybody with these statements of fans are going nuts, fans are losing their mind. Yeah, for a small amount of time. But quite frankly, if Kyrie Irving's gonna come out and say that they're you're getting treated like a zoo animal at an NBA game because somebody hits you with popcorn. Or something. Like that stuff happens all the time. 
But now that there's fans in, everybody's got their eye on it. So now it's a huge deal. Just everybody just pump the brakes a little bit. If this stuff is continuing to happen six months, nine months, a year from now, then I'll hop on that. I'm going to start losing my mind about fans overreacting to games. Other than that, we're just going to let it ride. All right, so I mentioned the game that we're going to play earlier. It's called That's Real or That's Lost It. So I'm going to come up with, I got five statements here. We're going we're gonna to read those statements, and I'm going to tell you if that's real, which means I agree with it, or that's lost it. I completely do not agree with it. And you guys can give your takes uh, in the comments or maybe post something on social media about these. So let's start with number one. So the, Cow- the Dallas Cowboys will win 10 games or more this season. Everybody's hyping up the Cowboys right now. Dak's coming back healthy. Their offense is awesome. You know what they're not talking about? Their awful defense. If you can name three people on the Dallas defense that haven't been hurt in the last year, let me know. Because I've been searching their roster and I can't find anybody. They have little to no help in their front seven and their and their back five is ridiculously young. They have a lot of young players, a lot of ball hawks that jump around, similar to your Marcus Peters, Asante Samuel, where you're, yeah, you might have a, an interception every six weeks, but guess what? You're giving up five touchdowns more than 70 yards. The Cowboys will not win 10 games this season. The defenses in that division, even Philadelphia's defense, is better than the Dallas defense right now. And they're, they're light as well in terms of solidarity and statistically. So Washington, solid defense. Giants, solid defense. So Cowboys will not win 10 games. I'm going to go for 8 and 9 if, if, you're, if you're listening to this and you th- you want to try to make a bet on this. 8 and 9. That's what I'm going for for the Dallas Cowboys this season. All right, next one. Julio Jones will have 10 touchdowns and 1,000 yards receiving this year for the Tennessee Titans. So Julio Jones was traded to the Titans about a week ago. I'm saying that's real. I'm thinking Julio Jones is going to definitely have 10 touchdowns and 1,000 yards receiving. His target share will go down based on the fact that they're going to run with Derrick Henry. And they're also going to throw to A.J. Brown. But I'm thinking he has a solid 18 yards of reception. Maybe 80 receptions. And has 10 touchdowns this season. A lot of people were were talking smack online via social media and in some of the podcasts that I listened to that that Julio's production has gone down. He hasn't really had that many touchdowns in the past few years. Yes, he's getting older. I understand that. But it's still freaking Julio Jones. He's still a top five wide receiver in fantasy. He's probably a top ten wide receiver in overall statistics this year. Guaranteed. And that's minimally. So Julio Jones will have... 1,000 yards receiving and 10 TDs this year. That is real. All right, next one. The NFC is stronger than the AFC this year in terms of overall conference for teams. So uh, that has lost it. So the way I did this is I picked the, t- the top five teams in each conference, and then they battle against each other, and whichever teams are better, that's the better conference. Because the median teams are always going to be the median teams, and you're always going to have your two or three terrible teams. So here we go. In the AFC, we got the Chiefs, the Browns, the Bills, the Ravens, the Colts. And then we've got in the NFC, we got the Seahawks, the Bucks, the Rams, the 49ers, the Cardinals. Those are in no specific order, by the way. So the way I look at it is the Chiefs and the Bucks were in the Super Bowl. 
Mahomes had a, a lot an offensive line that was that was hurt. Second stringers in there, they're a wash. Then you got the Browns and the Rams. Rams defense solid. Browns made way too many moves in the offseason. I give that one to the Browns. Bills and Seahawks. So the Bills defense is better than the Seahawks defense. But this year, Russ is ready to come back and cook. And I don't believe that Josh Allen can perform the way he did last season. I personally don't. I think that was his ceiling. Last season was Josh Allen's ceiling. So that's another wash. Ravens and 49ers. So 49ers defense is pretty stacked. And with the addition of Trey Lance this year with Jimmy Garoppolo hopefully staying healthy, their run game is still pretty decent. I still have issues with Lamar Jackson. I, I don't think he can throw the ball outside the numbers. I haven't seen it. I'm hopefully going to a game this year, Baltimore Ravens-Vikings game this year in Baltimore. I'm really hoping to get out and see him. But I haven't seen that he can – you can add all the pieces you want in terms of the draft and Sammy Watkins at wide receiver for the Ravens. But I just don't think he can throw the ball. I don't think he can throw it on the run outside the pocket. I haven't seen it consistently, and I haven't seen it at a decent clip. So I don't know. Based on right now, I'm edging out the 49ers on that one. And then the Colts and the Cardinals. So the Colts are pretty solid this year, depending on how Carson Wentz performs. If he performs well, then they'll definitely beat the Cardinals, no joke. But if Carson Wentz plays like the way he did last year, that's pretty close with the Cardinals. And the Cardinals really only got J.J. Watt. In, on defense, and they lost Patrick Peterson, their best corner and their best veteran presence on defense and the, for the defensive back. So we don't really know how that's going to go. So I'll edge the Colts on that one. So based on what I just said, the Ravens or the 49ers edge the Ravens and the Seahawks edge the Bills with the Colts edging the Cardinals. That means the AFC gets... 2-1, to one, and the rest are washes, which means the AFC will indeed be stronger. Much we just mentioned, uh, number four. So Carson Wentz will perform better than Phillip Rivers last se- based on Phillip Rivers' performance last season. So I think Carson Wentz is going to outperform Phillip Rivers' season last season, which means this, this statement is real. So with Frank Reich and the turmoil that he went through in Philadelphia last year with the disagreements, the non-talking, the fact that he was in a slump and he felt like he wasn't supported. All that stuff's a mind game that, that plays on you. And and it has an effect that really hurts you physically as much as it does mentally. He mentally couldn't come back from it and physically he couldn't perform to beat his mental incapabilities. So I think with Frank Reich this year on the Colts, I, the Colts are going to make a decent run, I'm thinking, this year, as long as Carson Wentz can keep, his good, uh, keep a good head on his shoulders. And the last one, so Aaron Rodgers will sit out the entire 2021 season unless he's traded. I 100% hope and think that that's real. So Aaron Rodgers will not play a single game for the Green Bay Packers this year, no matter what. And the only re- he will sit out the entire season and not get paid before he plays a game for them. He's felt that disrespected. All of the the media th- media presences we've seen come out about how he feels and and what how he's been disrespected. And it's about the culture and it's about the people. Makes me think that he's going to stand strong on this. But so is Green Bay, which means if I had to guess, I would assume that he would sit out the entire season and they wouldn't trade him. But if they do trade him, he's going to come out hot. 
for whatever team he gets traded for. If he ends up in the NFC, I'd be surprised. But if even if he comes out in the AFC, he's going to come out hot and he's going to come out swinging because he wants to prove that Green Bay let him go and had to and treated him like crap. So he's going to prove it, prove him that they made a huge mistake by doing so. All right, guys, that's the episode. There's going to be a lot more coming to you. Um, we're going to do some best bets. We're going to do some lock of the weeks. We're going to branch out, going to get to get into some baseball, some hockey, some soccer, anything you guys want to talk about, let me know in the comments. Please subscribe. Please like the, the podcast. It's going to be on multiple platforms. But I appreciate you guys being with me on this first episode, and hopefully I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, later. Later.